Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Harrison and I are going to read between the lines, between the lines, between the lines of what uh, DeAndre Jordan said in his introductory press conference. That signing is now official. Marcus Saul is still a Laker. We're gonna we're gonna try to give our thoughts on how long that is going to remain the case and and what uh, his perhaps inevitable departure might look like. And then what is what is some of the things that were on the peripheries of DeAndre Jordan's uh, press conference uh, have to say about Ant- and and some pictures that we saw of Anthony Davis. What does that say about where AD will be playing the bulk of his minutes this season um, <laughs> in direct, in direct, flying directly in the face of the, uh, the thoughts and the analysis heading into the offseason? There's a lot to get to, honestly, uh, coming out of this thing, the more that I talk about it. But I want to start here, Harrison. Uh, I just got back from vacation. You just got back from vacation. I, I want to know because you and I are the exact opposite people, what ends of the spectrum do you think we have to get to to, uh, to talk about how different our vacations were? I'll start with wine tasting um, and going to a wedding uh, in which there was an open bar that multiple people, not me, I, I was not one of them, were cut off from. So that's I where, do not that's, believe for a second that you were that if they were cutting people I was, off that you were not. I was one not. Of the I was not one of them. I was not one. Were of Were you them. the designated driver? Was Jen cut off? Was do, did they have to cut <laughs> off Doctor Jen? <laughs> I should say yes, right? Like I should just. <laughs> yeah, it was totally Jen. Dude. Of the Irwins who got cut off, it was Doctor Jen. <laughs> no, neither of us got cut off. But that's the upset of the weekend. That's. That's my end of the spectrum of what my uh, vacation was like. What was your end of the vacation like? Anthony, outdoor wedding, about- by the way, for those of you who were concerned about COVID precautions, it was outdoors. Yeah, more more evidence that you know you were one of the ones that had to be cut off. We talked about my vacation last week on the Lakers Lounge. I know, I know, but I'm saying, like- I mean, I've been back from vacation for like a week and a half. <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, <laughs> we took recent vacations, and I want to, like, the exercise here, if you would stop being difficult for a second, like, what exercise was would, would fully put on display how different you and I are as human beings? I mean, mine was with my parents, so that, <laughs> you know, in large part, so that would probably, you know, differentiate them a great deal a from, you know, like, on one hand, you have, you know, uh, like person being cut off who wasn't Anthony at a bar at a Mm -hmm. party that was so raunchy and like you know I went out to dinner with my parents you know or we we actually did not go out to dinner we just would like pick up dinner and take it back to the beach house and stuff like that um that we'd rented out I do know we aren't that affluent I don't own a beach house um (laughs) (laughs) I let you use mine (laughs) yeah exactly the podcasting beach house and and, you know it's the it's the acoustics of being near the ocean it just it helps um, There's actually so you, a David Locke hallway in my in my <laughs> beach in my beach. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I, I would say that yours was probably a lot wilder than mine. I guess like the only way that we were probably similar is I think that we did absolutely no keeping up with the news while we None. were both on vacation because I didn't. I really didn't. I stayed off Twitter for the most part. I mean, I, I tweeted a couple jokes and things like that and whatever, but I, like I was not checking up on the news or you mm-hmm. know texting people or you know Slack. I had Slack. Had to literally call you to break some news to you about what we're doing at the site slash pod feed. 
Yeah, and not to mention, you know, you had the Slack message me over Memorial Day weekend, just like getting ready or Labor Day weekend. Sorry. Yeah, Labor Uh, Day weekend. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. Where you were like, hey, I'm coming back on shift. Can you catch me up on the news? I'm like, Anthony, there's a website that has everything that we've covered on it. You don't (laughs) need to. Is it the planner? Yeah. Is it the no, just literally planner? the website that we tell people to go to. You can go read what has been going on with the Lakers at silverscreenroll.com. I mean, including analysis of the DeAndre Jordan signing and mm-hmm. what that could mean for Marc Gasol. And, you know, <laughs> I, we will have some by the time that this is up. Maybe. No, probably not. I mean, we will have some analysis up on what he said and things like that. But I, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to get to it tonight. I'll just be real with you. <laughs> It is. It is still September. All right. So let's let's go ahead and dive into the press conference. And and it was funny the way that it went down because there was no official mentioning of the signing, but they had the press conference ready to go. <laughs> well, they did that. They did that with Rondo too, where they just told right. us a couple hours before they're like, "Hey, a free agent's going to come and meet with the press," <laughs> and I'm like. I don't know. I've never understood why. I don't understand why they're the, doing the that. Like, why wouldn't so they just? Stupid. They just got to. They just no, gotta... it's not even a tampering thing because they were about to announce. I guess maybe he like literally had to clear forty eight hours since being. Yeah. And maybe that was it. Maybe that was exactly forty eight hours from when he was waived. <laughs> Whatever I don't. It was. I don't know what that was, or if they're just well, giving themselves when he a little signed, leeway. Maybe. To... Not like the press conference, but like the signing. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Yeah, that was, I guess maybe that was it. So, yeah, maybe that's the reason that they've done that with him and Rondo. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they basically gave us a heads up a couple hours before. They're like, hey, we're going to introduce a free agent. What free agent? Who can say? Yeah. I. Uh, and then they said, you know, like 10 minutes before, 10 or 20 minutes before the press conference. I, I just think in general, like the NBA, I, I think we have reached the point here. We don't where... need any tampering rules. No, I, I think we need to go a step further beyond that. I think there needs to be a tampering show. Like ESPN <laughs> is looking, ESPN is looking for for a replacement for the jump and whatever. You know, the athletic have, literally has a podcast called Tampering, right? Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I know, okay. So there is a tampering but, show. No, but I mean, I mean, you there actually, should be a you segment should bleep in that which... out. Just bleep that out because we don't want to give like a plug to a competitor. <laughs> I already just said my old boss's name i think we are we are well. <laughs> no you just don't want to bleep it out <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> you got me but i'm saying like whatever the jumps replacement is should have a segment where it's like catching up on the tampering around the league where like <laughs> the email like that Jared Dudley, official tampering correspondent he just he just yes he he's gonna calls quit in, his job with tell- the dallas mavericks <laughs> yes <laughs> No, he doesn't leave. That's the beauty of it. He just oh, tells that's... you who he tampered with that week. And I feel like he'd do it. <laughs> there should be like a, like you know, a, a tampering like PR person for each team, like a player or an, or, or an assistant yeah, that's coach. a good idea. Okay, we don't abolish right, the tampering rules. Who... You're allowed to designate one tamperer, and that's the only person who can tamper. <laughs> Dudley, come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it would be LeBron. I mean, we know we know a hundred percent who it would be for the Lakers. It would he want his hands that dirty on it huh? though? Would, like, would he would would he want his hands like involved in that? I don't think he would. Yeah, no, that's fair. He would delegate. Uh, th- maybe maybe Rob THT. wouldn't want to do it either. He'd be worried still be... about the fines. They'd like delegate it to Rambus. It's gonna no, yeah. <laughs> the good thing about Rambus is nobody wants to go through his internet history. So like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> So, uh, back to the back to the actual press conference, though. 
back to the actual press conference. You had uh, I thought I thought it was interesting, and you took note of this before we were uh, before we started recording. How often DeAndre Jordan talked about competing, compete, and 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 you know leaving friends for the opportunity to compete. And I, I think there's a couple ways to take it, but we'll go ahead and start with how you took it. Yeah, so he was asked a couple times about not really, not exactly what his role would be. I think we kind of know by now that guys are just going to say, you know, I'm just, I'm just here to play whatever role the team needs for me and that kind of stuff. But he was asked a couple times about what he can bring to the team. He mentioned competing and, you know, competing on both ends of the floor. He talked about his skill set. He was asked about leaving KD and Kyrie. He was asked about why, you know, he wanted to leave the Nets. And the one commonality was he kept using the word compete when talking about all of that stuff. And, you know, when, when in the context of, you know, leaving the Nets, who are the odds-on Vegas favorite for the championship and, you know, leaving KD and Kyrie, who are two really good players. I mean, we can, you know, debate who we think is better of a duo between those two and then between, you know, guys that the Lakers have and stuff like that. But, you know clearly the Nets aren't going to suck next year. You know, they're going to compete probably for the title, you know, are definitely the favorite, I think, in most corners to, if not win the NBA Finals outright, at least make it out of the East. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the idea that he was going to compete for more on a team level with the Lakers, you know, I I don't think that that's what he was saying, which kind of leads you to one other, you know, way to read that, which is that he was either going to compete for a role or, you know, use compete as a synonym for minutes. You know, I wanted to play, you know, I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to play because the Nets, you know, they don't have, uh, he has evidence there that he's not going to play when it matters. You know, in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. he literally did not play a single second for the Nets. And so, you know, with the Lakers, he can at least talk himself into the possibility of, oh, I might actually, this team plays differently. They clearly want different things from their big men than the Nets do. I have a realistic shot to you know, either compete for minutes or actually, you know, really play on this team with mm-hmm. a consistent role. And when you kind of combine that with the fact that I guess Dieter was on air and he was talking about, you know, AD walked by before DJ's press conference started and thanked Rob for signing him. You know, which mm-hmm. I think would lead you to believe that AD is not thanking him for yeah. signing like a fifteenth man. We'll get to you know that what I mean? later. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah, come okay, back okay. to we'll come back to what what we took from that because that was probably the loudest thing said at the press conference. If we're being, I do, I, I do. I, just on that note, though, I do think that it was funny that like everybody's been freaking out that we got no videos of like AD working out or whatever this summer. I just think that it's funny that like the one time, like one of the few times that cameras are actually at the facility. Like, they actually found him working out. They just haven't been there because no one's working in person yet. And he's not, like, asking people to show up to, you know, grab videos for Instagram or whatever. It's like now that employees are back in the office kind of there, oh, yeah, like, AD was working out. It turns out he did not just, like, you know, sit at home and play video games all summer. <laughs> I, that's my ideal uh, summer. Is, I mean, that's, is, is... that's the only reason you're not in the NBA, Anthony. Miles Morales, have you played that yet? It's really yeah, really no, good. I did. Right when it right when it dropped, I got the PS5. It was incredible. I still haven't got my PS5. Oh, I'm PlayStation, sorry. Sony, get at me. Well, I'll do a live read for you. Oh yes, I'm sure that that's going to get them to send you a free one. <laughs> but so, I think I think when it comes to the competing thing, I more like I, I think it's more likely that your initial reading of like competing means he goes out there and competes against other players from others t- other teams on a nightly basis 
in a consistent role that he knew he wasn't going to get with the Nets. Like, even if even if we say that it's it, he's willing to compete for a role, uh, he couldn't even do that with the Nets. To be completely honest, like that wasn't going to happen. He he was going. He was he he found himself on the outside looking into the rotation. At yeah, the end they of the decided season. how they wanted to play, and that and style then, of play did not fit with him. Yeah, and then completely uh, like didn't play in the playoffs when they wanted to go with Blake Griffin, and and. You know, I think here for for where he's at, even if he's saying he wants to compete against Mark and against uh, Dwight Howard for center minutes, um, I, I, I he can actually do that. Like he can yeah, say he can that. See and, the guys that are playing, and he's like, well, you know, if I can beat them out, I can play because that is a similar style of body type, right. skill set, especially those kind Dwight. of things that I can do. Yeah, right. Especially Dwight. I I, I also think like. You and I are. It's are, not like a totally different style of player that the Lakers want. Like he realiz- he does have a chance here. Well, Blake Griffin before like a couple seasons ago or last season was not a center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that's what I mean. Forward. Like the, the Nets yeah. want to go ultra, ultra small, and right. the Lakers aren't clearly aren't doing. And they that. want to go ultra, ultra big. And yeah. if you're if you're trying to find a place where. You can sign up with a a title contender, title favorite type of team, and if there's a style of play that you see a route for minutes or a role for yourself, like this is clearly the one that you're going to pick. the The question that you know winds up being the the immediate follow up here is for Marcus All. Like, what what does this mean? What's what's coming next? We are I'm we are recording this eight oh seven my time. Uh, in, in here in Texas, six oh seven your time on the uh, best who, coast. It, you know, I, look, I was back on the best coast, and and it hasn't changed. It is still better than Texas. It's just that Texas is cheaper, and I'm allowed to buy a house here, and then the beach house that you were staying in on the <laughs> best coast. <laughs> so, so we were, but you know, we're recording this now. The Lakers are notorious for Friday news dumps. If we were to predict the headline for tomorrow or today, whenever you guys are listening to this podcast, what, Harrison, is your prediction for the headline regarding Marcus All? Marcus All waived or Marcus All, you know, essentially salary dumped. That probably would not be the title of their press release, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Marcus All. Can you imagine? Salary like, because usually it's something like Lakers announced Honestly, DeAndre he's Jordan a signing. It what if they just, surprise they just me. said, Email subject line, Marcus All salary dumped. <laughs> I, I, look, given and then the way I had a quote they... from Rob about like how his salary was too much and like they didn't want to deal with the taxes <laughs> and Mark's minimum. not good anymore. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> given the way they treated Powell and given the way things have gone with Mark, wouldn't completely floor me, is all yeah. I'm saying. He's no pow, Palinka said. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he adds to that an addendum. And I didn't like Powell, Powell also, either, not or any Gasol. <laughs> <laughs> Their other brother, the one who could make it to the NBA, might Adrian? be more useful. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm with you. I think also that that Marcus Gasol's days as a Laker are numbered, um, though. Like Possibly I, I down this to, to like numbered of one, you know, like it might be <laughs> might be less than days. Yeah. <laughs> he headed into this offseason with zero days left as a Laker. Yeah. Um, and, and that was that always looked like it was going to be the case. Like even his quotes saying that, like, yeah, he's looking forward or 
he will be a Laker. He will. He isn't going to retire. Um, struck me as as oh that's that was that was a surprise to hear that. Um, and and I I also think with you or like you that he is not going to be a Laker for for much longer. Though I will say this. If and we'll talk about AD. Well, let's yeah we'll talk about AD not playing center here in a second. But let's just say even mathematically speaking that AD is going to play half of his minutes this year at center, which is probably on the up on, on the higher side of it, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say so that's seventeen ish minutes of of a basketball game. Let's say Dwight plays ten to fifteen, right? That still leaves another twenty plus minutes of of or 20 ish minutes of center time i don't think deandre jordan is a 20 minute a night center uh and and so and and that's on minutes a night center do you think deandre jordan is anthony i think zero like i'm yeah i I mean that's what i thought i just i agree i agree with brooklyn i think brooklyn brooklyn is right in this regard but but still i think the lakers see him as like a a 15-ish minutes a night center as well. That leaves a few minutes at the end of that rotation per night. So either you're stretching Dwight or you're stretching DeAndre Jordan, which I don't think makes much sense because Dwight couldn't stay on the court in terms of foul trouble, and DeAndre Jordan couldn't stay on the court because he's not good anymore. And yeah, then, part of the reason that you signed Dwight is so that he can go out there and be a goon for like 15 right. minutes and just right. like, you know, just foul everyone in sight, deter the paint, you know, uh, be physical, be AD's bodyguard, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And 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 so like it and and that's on nights by the way that all three of those guys are available and also on top of that, that's if AD plays that much center. So and and I think is this would be an inefficient use of of a roster spot. I think you know the better case scenario is AD plays more center and those guys play fewer minutes and you don't need a four center on the roster. But I think there's a case to be made to keeping Mark Gasol around, like just just as another body in case those guys wear down, in case there's foul trouble, in case AD even if he says, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing fifty min- or fifty percent of my minutes at center this year. And uh, and then he you know starts doing that and he says well actually this sucks and you have another person you have another person who can who can fill some of those minutes up they don't have Markeith Morris on the roster they don't they don't have like a small ball center that they can that they can go to 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 spell those minutes and so like I, I, I'm making the case right now for Marcus Saul as like a fourth center I I think it makes a little bit of sense yeah I, I think. I think you make partially a good case. I don't think it will be in the, like, every night rotation. You know, even when AD was playing 40% of his minutes during the year they won the title at center, you know, they weren't playing a third center besides Dwight and JaVale, you know, for the most part. They were just playing those guys. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if it came down to it, I think AD would maybe just play a little more center or they would maybe overtax those guys a little bit, knowing that they're going to need less from them in the playoffs. But as an injury insurance type thing, you know, I can see on paper if he's it making open some to sense. It. Yeah, exactly. That's the big if. And that's the thing where, I mean, we all watched how this played out last year. It's yep. just tough to have three centers on a team with Anthony Davis because of kind of the unique alchemy of that. Like, there's just not 
minutes for all of them. And, you know, as much as Mark, I think, tried to be the initial good good soldier after initially grousing about the move. And, you know, to be honest, I don't blame him for being upset about mm-hmm. the way that things went down. But also, you know, it, he clearly wasn't happy about it. And he, he got it together and he tried to play his role and he said all the right things afterwards. But, you know, I just don't know if that's tenable for an entire season, much less if Mark starts beating those guys out at times for minutes in the rotation or if he play, I like, I just think that it's adding a level of complication that you in the locker room. And for someone that clearly doesn't want to be here and someone that, that the Lakers clearly don't want, you know, I just don't think that it makes a whole lot of sense just from any intangible human mm-hmm. dynamics perspective. And we know that the Lakers have always kind of, you know, other than last year, sort of valued that stuff more than a lot of places. Yeah. I, I, that's mostly, I was mostly just making the case. I don't think that's, I well look, we both know that's not what they're going to do. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> like, this is, we are like 99% sure that is like, not if they could just cryo freeze Mark Gasol other than mm-hmm. the nights that he needs to play, then I think it makes sense. But, I, I, you know, but I, but like to, to this point though, because we don't think it's going to be Mark, I do think this is one of the ways that they could use. If they decide to bring somebody on in that 15th roster spot once the season starts, it wouldn't absolutely shock me if it was a center because I don't trust Dwight Howard and I don't trust well, DeAndre if they cut, Jordan. If they cut Mark or they move on from Mark and they get nothing in return, yeah. then they would have two roster spots. Right. Well, well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm already prepping it for James Ennis. Like okay. that's, so I, I have James Ennis getting the 14th roster spot. And then, and then them heading into the season with an extra one. And if they head into the season and, like, AD decides he doesn't want to play as much center as he has been, DeAndre Jordan, like, the Lakers realize what the Brooklyn Nets did, too, that he's not good anymore. And or or and or uh, Dwight Howard can't stay on the court because of foul issues. Like, it or wouldn't surprise me issues. if they bring on— I mean, this on... is an older team. You know, these yeah. guys, I, I highly doubt that DeAndre, both DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard are going to play all 82 games. That no. just statistically seems unlikely. Yeah, and that's beyond, like, nights that they just get nights off. Like, and so what? maybe, you know, maybe that's how the Lakers sell it to Gasol and, you know, Dwight and DJ. Maybe they're just like, hey, guys, like, you know, you're all going to play X amount of games and you're all going to get yeah. X amount of nights off because you're all kind of old and you're all mostly part-time players. At this, mm-hmm. You know, maybe they we just installed have the, a brand new jacuzzi. Yeah. I mean, maybe they have the kind of, you know, communication wherewithal to pull that off. But after last year, I just don't know that that's yeah. true. Although Drummond and Trez are very different situations and people and players than Dwight and uh, DJ at this Yeah, they're, they're at different stages of their careers. Yeah. So I think both Dwight so and may, DeAndre— So, you know, if there's a grouping that it could work for, maybe it's just these three old guys that just don't <laughs> actually want to play every single game. But, I mean— you know, Grumpy now I'm kind of talking Lakers, myself into the it. Lakers, the Lakers center rotation is grumpy old men. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's let's also kind of segue. The Lakers saw the, saw the title of No Country for Old Men, and they said, not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we, um, we, we kind of alluded to it. We've, we've beat around the bush as long as we possibly can. There was the pictures that went, made the rounds of AD working out. He didn't exactly look like he bulked up to be able to play center or more center this season, uh, let alone to start at center, as some um, out there have been talking about. And and uh, he also, as you said, thanked 
Rob Polinka for uh, bringing in DeAndre Jordan, which again is not the kind of thing that you say if you're if you're bummed because some of your center minutes just got siphoned away. Uh, has your opinion on how many minutes he's going to play at center changed? And if it has, yes. has it changed significantly? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was I, I bought the whole he was going to start at center and all of this stuff. I mean, BT of the LA Times, Brad Turner, is you know as plugged in of a Lakers voice as there is. He's been covering yeah. the team since Magic Johnson's playing days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he has been around. And usually when he reports stuff, you know, it is it's pretty bulletproof for the most part. And, like, he doesn't report things when he doesn't fully have it. And so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, I'm not saying that AD didn't tell Russ that he was willing to play more center and like he reported and you know AD probably did tell him that it just I think a lot of us took that to mean AD is going to start at center AD is fully embracing meaning center Mm -hmm. and maybe we took that and ran with that or at least you know I know I did a little bit too much Mm -hmm. because it's just from a basketball sense offensively it obviously makes way, way more sense. This team does with AD as the center. If Russ is going to be your point guard, it's the only because... way it makes any sense whatsoever. Like if we're yeah, being offensive, completely offensively, honest, offensively, offensively, yeah, and defensively. I think defensively, I understand the argument for playing, playing big like they did. They, you know, they forge an identity around that. That may just be how Frank Vogel likes to play. I, I'm not as that's also, I, I kind of see also the vision here. here. Yeah, yeah, I see the vision here defensively, for sure, and I think AD can cover that ground. I think that we saw how dangerous he is as a weak side shot blocker, you know, when, when like, the other center's the one getting pulled out and picking rolls and things like that. Like, you know, he was a real defensive player of the year candidate and almost won it that season, you know? He's really good. I'm not that worried about this defensively. Offensively is where I worry about it a little bit, just because... The context, it's not like we can just say, well, you know, they made it work with JaVale and Dwight, you know, two years ago, because when they made it work with JaVale and Dwight, their other two guards were, you know, other than they had LeBron, AD, and they had, you know, a traditional big, and then they had like Danny Green and KCP, you know, and uh, like that doesn't work. If your point guard, you're replacing KCP with Russ, and like even if you put Ellington into the starting lineup, you know, that is a really, really gummed up floor that might just not be totally survivable. Now, again, Russ can benefit you in other ways. He can get those guys dunks. He can try and pressure the rim and force mm-hmm. his way there through sheer force of will. But I just, I don't think that it's going to be pretty in the minutes when they're playing ultra big, uh, at least offensively, it's not going to be. Other than, obvi- there'll be some, you know, possessions where the defense lose tra- loses track of DJ or Dwight or something like that, and they get a dunk, and that looks great, of course. But I, I think there's going to be a lot more possessions where it's kind of the clogged toilet offense, and they're trying to rely on getting stops defensively at times, if this is indeed how they're going to play. Which would be interesting, because they definitely don't have as many good defenders as they did, you know, at that point. Even DJ isn't quite what... You you know, JaVale and Dwight were at that point no. during that title year. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I keep getting sent. So while I was va- while I was on vacation, I was getting two kinds of videos. Uh, one of them I got sent to me like 37 times was Andre Drummond being a point guard, which was um, enlightening. And then and then the second one, uh, the second variety of video that I got, I get sent a bunch of. I, I sent is... it to you 37 times just to show you how skilled he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched a combined uh, that that video the the number of times that I saw it, 
I, I just kept rickrolling you with it. I was like, no, Anthony, I promise. This time, it's a funny video of Avery that Jen sent me first. And then you're like, yeah. you turn it on, and it's like, oh, it's Drummond dribbling the ball again through his legs. Yeah, he he actually dribbles just like Avery. Um, and so, <laughs> so, so, so the other variety of video that I was getting quite a bit of was uh, DeAndre Jordan dunking last season. And all of the dunks that I saw from him last season were the kinds where because Brooklyn – has elite spacing because they have Kevin Durant, because they have Kyrie Irving, because they have James Harden, because they have uh, the other the, the white guy that I always forget. I can't. I it's in, it's incredible the way that I figured out a way to forget the, the that one of the best shooters in the league's name, time in time out. But because they have great spacing almost at all times that DeAndre Jordan is on the court. Wait, Joe Harris. Thank you. I always say I want to. You actually. Him- it's oh like God. I keep thinking Knight. You don't know who Joe Harris is? No, I know who Joe Harris is. I always want to call him Joe Knight. And it's like his last name isn't Knight. That's why I don't say his full name. Thank you for saying it's Joe Harris. Anyway, because they had I was almost great... going to mess with you and be like, oh, Tyler Hero, and see if you just went with it. Like, <laughs> No, that's the guy who Miami didn't want to trade for James Harden yeah. because of yeah. reasons. Uh, but so, so they— Brooklyn always had incredible spacing on the court, which allows DeAndre Jordan just full lanes to run down the paint, get, you know, take one, two, three gather steps and get as high as he possibly can. And yes, when you allow a still fairly athletic six, 10, not to fairly seven, athletic. Like I would say that he's still an fairly. upper, you know, he's, 5% he's, of the NBA, probably athletically. No, just, I don't, I'm I don't just talking so. sheer natural gifts in terms of how long his arms are. Like he can dunk the ball about as quickly as probably just about anyone in the league. I I disagree. I'm not saying he's like a jump out of the gym dunk contest 5%, athlete anymore. But five percent of uh, NBA players, maybe five percent of human beings. Like I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> okay, he's higher than five percent of human beings. <laughs> but, so, but like. I kept on getting these videos, and I kept saying, I, and and I I told myself I wasn't going to reply, but like as I get I got these videos, I would say to myself like this is, this is like Dwight looks great dunking that way. Drummond looked great dunking that way on on those rare occasions. Drummond dunked that that he like could he could take like a couple steps and get some momentum going to the basket. Like even he is capable of looking that kind of impressive. On those kinds of plays. The thing with the Lakers this year is they aren't going to have that kind of spacing. They just flat out aren't going to... Drummond, Dwight, even AD when he isn't playing at the five. Like those guys aren't going to be able to fully gather themselves and explode upward fully comfortable. Because they're always going to be surrounded by an extra defender. Because Russ is going to be on the court. uh, Because LeBron isn't like a natural floor spacer. Because... Uh, basically the, you know, they have other force, but they have, I think they have more floor spacers now than they did last season in terms of role players. Like if, yeah. in, in terms of guys who like, that's what they are paid. Like Wayne Ellington is probably a better shooter than anybody on the Lakers roster last year. Um, Monk, and so none, and, yeah, none, Monk, none, none's like, okay. None's Baze above average. Okay. Yeah. Base is a good regular season shooter. Base has, um, is like good every other year, which means he's due for a bad one. But uh, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Well, he's a Laker now, but he's so, going to have plenty of time to shoot. He's not like a, he's not like a quick release guy. So that, I mean, that this is good news for him. You know, he's going to yeah. have all the time in the world to fire away. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. Like they're going to treat him like he's Ray Allen because he's like the only shooter on the floor. He's the only guy. <laughs> He'll be the only guy there. So like, I, I, I guess, like, 
and this is like the, the, the second point that I wanted to get to is like, at what point do we start holding AD accountable for this? Because like, he's, he is willingly opting to be a lesser player on more often than not for the Lakers in the regular season. Then, or is he so selfless that he's willing to sacrifice his own production and optimization to save his body for when the team needs him more during the playoffs? Man, I didn't. I had, when did you start working for the Lakers? I'm just saying, you know, is AD basketball Gandhi? We can't rule it out. You know, he's not only is he doing this to help the team win, but he is also, you know, creating jobs for guys like DeAndre Jordan that might not have had, you know, an opportunity this year, although he was on a guaranteed contract and asked out. But, you know, he's creating minutes, at least, for Mm -hmm. guys like DeAndre Jordan who might Mm -hmm. not be getting minutes otherwise. He's a minutes creator. You have jobs creators out there as politicians. He's a minutes also. I, I feel like every single every single old head should love this from AD because it's not that he doesn't want to play the five. It's that he just loves Smash Mouth basketball and like the old the old school seven footer in the post. He likes the game the way that you used to like it in the eighties. I've never liked that game. I'm okay, gonna be well, honest. Not you, but I'm talking about all the dads listening oh, to this that okay, didn't okay. tune out when we got into like the six minute debate about vacations at the beginning of the show. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I, I guess I've, I, it's, it's really like just purely as somebody who, who rooted heavily and loved Kobe and his approach to the game where like he was going on any given night, he was willing to do whatever it took to be the best Kobe that he could be for the Lakers. Now it, it was sometimes not necessarily the most effective way. Like he, you know, he sometimes shot too much, sometimes was even selfish as a passer where like he had opportunities to shoot, but he wanted to make a point that he wanted to pass and show that he could pass and, and, and that kind of thing. He was incredibly stubborn. But the one thing I always give gave credit Kobe credit for was that like, I never questioned his desire to be great on a night by night basis in the NBA. And I think we're reaching a point here. We have reached a point here with AD where if we see a similar thing to last season, or if he's closer to last season's amount of time at center than he was a year ago at center. I don't think that he, I mean, last year he spent like 12%. He's going to play I mean, more than that. He thanked Rob Polinka. He, he's skinnier he's, than you. Okay, he, I'm just, he's, he's certainly not skinnier than me. I know. But, uh, it's impossible. Yeah. That would be that would be like medically dangerous for someone his size to be <laughs> like we wouldn't be worried about his center minutes. We'd be worried about like, like his like, actual health. If he, I, yeah, I, like every like, time like Thon McCurr walked onto a court, I'd be like, "Good God, that's not safe." They're gonna get snap him, him off in the half. court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bowl, bowl. Like get that person off that court. But so like I, I don't know. Like I, I no. I, so I understand what you're saying, and I understand why people want him to do this. But as much as I was being semi farcical before, I do think that there is something to the idea that maybe you know this is just how he sees as his best opportunity to stay healthy. He thinks that they can win like this anyway because they have done it. You know, again, I think that's important to point out. Like you know, they have won. There was different context, but they have one big like this. They do have shooters. I don't think that it will be bad all the time. I just don't know that the starting lineup is as optimized as you would want it to be. But I do think that they have a lot of options for basically every other unit to make the spacing work. And so I think sometimes this is a little overblown. But that said, I know that starters generally play the most minutes of any unit. But I do think that, you know, cumulatively over the course of a game, the Lakers 
have enough combinations that can work from a spacing perspective. I just don't know if their starting lineup is going to be one of them. The one thing I would push back on, or the difference this season compared to previous seasons, is that the player, like the point guard, who is going to be spending 32-plus minutes a night along, you know, out there, and a lot of those minutes alongside Anthony Davis, is a significantly worse shooter than even Rondo was. Like, he's a worse shooter than Caruso. He's a worse shooter than Avery Bradley was. Like, he is statistically... Is he worse than Bradley? He's he's statistically the worst I just never had faith in Bradley. Like, I don't, in you NBA can history. tell me that Avery Bradley shot 57% during his year with the Lakers from three, and I would not remember a single make. Like, I just, I never had yeah, faith Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying the, that, but like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it kind of like speaks to how bad Russ has yeah. been his entire career in that regard, you know? And yes, you're right. There that, are other ways, there are other ways that it can be made up for, like, Russ is better at getting the team out in transition than, than, uh, Caruso was, and uh, Rondo's pretty good at it when when he recognizes that that's what the Lakers need, um, and and so like that's gonna that might ease some of those spacing issues. Uh, Rondo Russ also puts more pressure on the rim, and maybe collapsing the defense that way opens up where AD wants to be on the floor a little bit more uh, in that mid range area where he can just kind of catch and pop and shoot there. But again, like. If you're making AD into like a a shitty Danilo Gallinari, I just don't. I don't. Okay, stop it. He's he's not stop. like. Stop. If you're he's not as good a shooter as Danilo Gallinari. So like if you're if you're, okay, yes, Anthony. He's there are other aspects of basketball though. Well, sure, no, but I, but I'm saying like offensively, if you're turning a- Anthony Davis into any version whatsoever of Danilo Gallinari, I think you're doing basketball wrong. How did we get to Danilo Gallinari? I mean, I think that there will that's be That's how he would prefer he to play. Th- like, that's how okay. he, that's how he that wants to play minutes. basketball offensively. I think there will be minutes where he is probably being overused as strictly a floor spacer. We saw how that went last year at times. You know, we even saw there were times during the year that they won the title during the regular season where did he float out towards the three-point line sometimes or, you know, towards the sometimes. mid-range and things like that. Certainly, you know, sometimes. he did. Yes, but I think that... This you is know, a little disingenuous, dude. If you're saying sometimes, ask me how many dunks he had last season. I actually no, know okay, this number so, off the top of my head. Last season is a bad example. I will grant you. 52. The, the, I'm talking about the season before when he was a little closer to healthy. And again, you know, last year there are all kinds of reasons it wasn't just his health. And, the, you know, he definitely did need to put his head down and kind of be a little bit more aggressive. I'm No argument there. But I, I think that, you know, when... He is basically in any unit that doesn't have LeBron, AD, and Russ, I'm saying they will be able to find plenty of spacing. And I do think that those guys will be staggered to the point where it's most of the game you're getting like two of them on the floor. And it's kind of, you know, you're rotating in and out. Or maybe not the majority of the game, but for a good chunk of minutes. And I do think that some of the minutes where the three of them are playing together will be in closing lineups with AD at the five. And so I think that all I'm saying is that there are ways to mitigate this. I just don't know. Like the starters are not going to be some, you know, like amazing spacing unit or anything like that. If, you know, Jordan or Dwight or whoever, they start a traditional big man next to AD. But you could say the same thing about the Lakers starting unit last year where, you know, Mark statistically was a good shooter, but not a very willing one. And Dennis was a willing shooter, but not a very good one. And, you know, you could talk about some of the same. But yeah. 
yeah, you could talk about some of the same, like, kind of spacing stuff, and that was still one of the best units in basketball when it was working. And again, there's different context to all of that stuff, but we've seen that this team can make limited space and limited stuff like this work. We saw it the year that they won the title during the regular season. We saw it when they were healthy last year. I'm just saying, you know, I don't think that they're totally doomed just because they aren't going to be able to put a I'm bunch of doomed. amazing shooters on the floor during their starting lineup. I'm not, I'm and not I, saying I don't doomed. think the AD I just think, is doomed from like an optimization standpoint. I think they will figure some things out. I don't think that it will always be as pretty as many of us, I, I think, think it would be, including myself, as if he was at the five. But I think that there are intangible concerns here. And, you know, from a basketball perspective, there's not a great, great argument for it. But I do think that if this is what they've decided is going to save him and make him healthy for the playoffs, then I think that we have to judge it based on that plan. And if that doesn't work again this year, then it's a different conversation. Well, I mean... So we're not allowed to talk about it for the 82 games that no, it's going to be not, frustrating. Not a single time. I'm sure you. I'm sure you will <laughs> adhere to that rule. All I'm saying is it feels like it, it's going to be a somewhat frustrating season, and I wouldn't bet on AD for any of the major awards. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think defensive player of the year, he'll have a shot, but I, I don't think he's winning MVP. Certainly, he's at his best off defensively too when he's at the five. Like that's we'll just see. what he. That's what he looks at. <laughs> we'll see if the, if this team, given he's all just of a better the, player, you know, preseason off season concerns about their defense, still has a really good defense. I do think the AD will get a lot of credit for it, and I also think that a lot of the times we've seen with these things where you get a little bit of retroactive credit if you know people are like, well, this guy really should have won a defensive player of the year at some point, and we'll just give it to him this year. I mean, the awards voting is such a joke that I have a hard time caring that much about it anyway. My last point on this, and again, it just ties back to because of where AD, it's it's somewhat unfair that I'm judging him based on on this grading scale, but – AD is talented enough. I didn't to, see where this goes with uh, with this preface. AD is an, an is an all time talent, right? Absolutely. Like, talent wise, is one of the most talented players you and I will ever watch play basketball. And I think, to a certain extent, players with that level of talent owe it to the game to see how great they can possibly be. And I think sometimes he let, he lets me down in that regard. He he, I think he lets the game down to disappointing a the basketball effort. gods. No, I mean like like Shaq. Hey, uh, coach, can I be power forward tonight? Kobe. Okay, hey, that's can not I, even close. To can the I same be? Thing. Can I be? I want to be point guard. You know, Magic. Like I, you know what? I'm sick of handling the Magic. The basketball. Is a bad example here too because Magic did play like center and all of that stuff. You know. Well, he, like he, he played did, he whatever did what position. it was necessary yeah. to win, and like, like I, I, like who's another example here? Like, and so did AD when the games mattered. Like Michael, I, I want to be power forward. I think I'm really good in the post. Michael Jordan, I want to be in. I want to be a power forward. Like this is now, it's Anthony. Just, we know that Michael Jordan was playing whatever position that he felt like was best for him. You know, well, he it was it also coincided with the best position he could possibly play. Like he was he was a, he was a shooting guard. He didn't he didn't mess around with being a point guard. He didn't mess. And up. I think that we can't penalize AD for his versatility just because he can do all of these things. You know, I guess. But like again, it ties and, back and to look, what are this, you best the, at? The, the like what is, what are thing, you what are you the, best at? What is Anthony Davis best is, at? 
the reality is that this worked two years ago. You know, it, it wasn't in that a bubble, long ago that this worked. Under some really weird circumstances. Oh, so now it's an asterisk title. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying, I'm just a saying, like, like Anthony we, we, Irwin, also, what, we also saw Anthony Davis look pretty bad last year. Trying to, yeah, when he wasn't healthy and when the team, you know, I think was also LeBron was fine heading into the season. LeBron, like LeBron, LeBron, like everybody but Anthony Davis looked fine heading into the season last year. I think, I think there's something to the idea that AD is a little bit more fragile than most players because of his size and because of the way that he plays. Maybe. And if that's the case, then, then fine. But I just, I still kind of go back to. I, I, I mean, I if want they could to see figure Anthony out a way Davis. to install that airbag suit from social media onto <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis, I would feel better about him playing center all 82 games I, you I know, just, from a wear and tear perspective. I just want to see Anthony Davis challenge himself and see how great he can be on a night-in, night-out basis. I don't think, from a purely fan perspective, I don't think that's a big ask. I think okay, it's pretty soft that we've got— I just want to see you be great, Anthony. Huh? I just want to see you be great. <laughs> that's all SB Nation has told me to do in the 37-a-week point— like I've 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 lost my voice before the season even starts, and you know why? Because I want to be great on a show in show out basis. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm truly sorry that working all uh, one hour a day has like really worn you down. We're gonna we'll see if we can get I you. I mean, some this show is like 45 minutes at least, so like it's gonna take some editing, and then I have to write. Okay, the yeah, I'm post. sorry. Two hours. I yeah. I apologize for minimizing your contribution and <laughs> how much like, you've been willing to bang in the post. It, it's two honestly, today. it is equivalent. Your level of physical sacrifice is equivalent to what Anthony Davis is doing I, that's all i'm saying <laughs> all right i, I want to end on a stupid funny random question so you haven't always been vegetarian at one point in your life you ate meat did yeah. you eat ch- did you eat like buffalo wings did you eat no i don't think that i ever had buffalo because i was a very picky eater growing up and so I didn't try – I didn't like, like, chicken with bone on it. And then by the time that I kind of got into that, I just never really tried wings. Uh, like, it just – something about it. I, I don't like eating with my hands that much, and so it didn't appeal to me. <sighs> one day we're going to have one of these questions that you can actually answer. Like, one day. I was going to ask if you're a flats or, or, or a drumstick guy, but See, I don't even matter. know what that is. Yeah. All right. We're just going to go. Have a good weekend, everybody.